What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado, and people up in the Shaw City, and people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo, you are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Maestro Dobell Tequila Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Anything that happened over the weekend that's sports-related uh, that you want to bring to the airways, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the uh, long breaks. and We actually actually called during the breaks, but be patient during the long breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me via Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also, if you want to stream the show live, you can go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page and you can leave comments and I'll read those on air in real time as well, or I'll respond to them later. And also keep in mind, if you um, ever miss any of the shows live, all right, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast seven days a week, 365. And also if you are in a market that doesn't carry us terrestrial wise, you can also log on to the same website, sportsgrindonline.com, where you can go ahead and click play and listen live and we'll be there for you that goes for well if we're getting preempted by play by play as well also in your market eight seven seven three seven grind what's up mr clark you ready yes sir ready rock and roll all right so um just real quick just thoughts and prayers to the people on the west coast in california up in that way you know it's a major storm coming in uh, in regards to hillary i guess you know they're flooding for the most part but it's strange man it's been like 80 years or so since they're gonna have a tropical storm like this but again i'll keep preaching because the earth is changing and these weather events i mean they had an earthquake and a flood like in the damn same day so you know hey man look you know i don't know you know like i said the man upstairs might be trying to tell us all something i know more most people won't say that anymore on the public radio but oh well i'm trying to get to the gates the best way i can i'm gonna need a hookup with the life i've lived i'm gonna have to hook up somebody at the gates hey didn't I do you a fair like tell, let me just talk to him. Talk my way into anything. But anyway, what's up, man? You got something what are you gonna add to that? Uh yeah, and, and it's roll, gonna be rolling through the state uh got a notification this morning mm-hmm. from my internet company saying in anticipation of the thunderstorms coming through tonight, that we they are we are to expect outages. So it sounds like it's gonna hit Texas pretty good too. So everybody be out out, out west, you know, of course, up from in Colorado. Everybody be who, safe. What company sent you that? Who who did your your provider? My provider. Yeah, we won't say the name because they're starts not with paying an S. us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Well, first of all, I know I got one from the cable company. I'm thinking, like, how would that affect us, man? And then you know, at the same time, you got Ericot down here because, again, former president, former governor of the state, Mr. Bush, decided to go solo on the grid like we we're texas we don't need anybody else's help till everybody couldn't flush or use the toilet and freezing their ass off in the 2021 a couple years ago and they nervous as hell with all this heat wave so it's just yeah just hold on to your butts man bottom line but 
give a prayer out to the people of West Coast and Cali, especially if anybody's got any family affected by that over there as well, too. But we've got a lot to get to start the week off to, with Monday. We've got a lot to get to, of course. Uh, we've got, um, you know, want to say congratulations to Spain, women Spain, who wins the World Cup. Um, you know, actually pulled an all-nighter. There was no way I was setting no alarm, because first of all, I don't have an alarm. I used to, but when I was single, but actually in the phone alarm on the iPhone never gets me up. So I'm like, the only way I'm staying up, I had to pace myself through the night and stay up. I had to get in, knocked out the Netflix, the steroid uh, thing, which I wanted to get to that. That was interesting. I don't know why they just didn't call it Balco. I mean, it's about that whole damn thing anyway. Uh, but yeah, paced it out. But I saw this game. Very good game. It was competitive. Um, you know, I think that England really cost themselves. I mean, it was one of those games that the margin for error was very thin. Um, young lady decided to go 105 against Spain defenders at midfield, turned over, bam, thank you for coming. That was the only goal that was scored. Uh, and that was scored by Olga Carmona, uh, I think her last name is, probably butchered it, but she scored the winning goal. But the thing about her, sad situation, she found out about her father's death right after the game. Uh, as well that that just could be devastating you're on a high you win a world cup you know uh, the spain women have been under scrutiny for the last few years you know they complained about bad working conditions you know so to go ahead and get this done and deliver the first world cup in their country's history for the women is is remarkable now the soccer president is criticized he was he's been taking some because he, he got all caught up in the moment and uh jennifer hermoso i believe uh he kissed her on the lips like, you know, when you're going down on the stage and they're getting their medals for first place and all that, and he got kind of excited, and he grabbed her face and the cheek and just kissed her on the lips. Now, who am I to judge? Because everybody's got different things in their culture and their ethnic background, you know, in countries are, you know, fine with certain things. But definitely, they didn't take that lightly, and he's kind of under under fire. You know, she's trying to downplay it a little bit. You'd see in the locker room a couple of uh, her teammates were giving her a hard time after it went viral or whatever, but they're not taking it too lightly. What do you got? Well, he's since released an apology, too, uh, saying I was completely wrong. I have to admit it. It was out without bad intention at a time uh, with a lot of excitement. Yeah. I guess I'll give him a pass, but that just sounds like that's a little bit of stalkerish to me. That just sounds like you've been watching this team for years, and it's just like you, you've had something. You know, I know it might be inappropriate to say, but you had something to be like, you know what, and you just got caught up. Yeah, okay, because you didn't approach anybody else like that. But that is kind of creepy. But he, he definitely so he's getting criticized. But I don't live in Spain and don't know their culture, so who am I to criticize? But congratulations to the women. They get it done. Uh, of course, we've got some college football. This is the week this weekend. We get it popping. First full action of college football. Um, you know, I've already let my, you know, I've got, um, I've got a maid that comes like every two weeks. And I've already, and she's been with me for like since I was, since I was single, I was living bachelor lifestyle. Like it's been like damn near. She's been cleaning my place for like fifteen years now. Of course, you know I give AC and, and her daughter hell because I'm like, you know what, man, it's sad the fact that I'm still paying for a maid and y'all's asses here. So yes, and believe I tell them that. And for the new market, AC is my significant other, so I let her have it, especially since I pay for it. But I already let her know, like, hey, on Saturdays you gotta get here by eight. Because you got to be out of here probably by night. I got to go to work. Like it starts at 11 on and, you know, I've just got to get you out of the way. So I know things are changing because I had to have that talk with her. And then also AC complains and bitches about that. Well, I just got to come so late. Get your ass up and clean then. If, if, if you would clean the place and you would help me out, I wouldn't have to go and do that. You know, 
the things I didn't have checked off on the first date questions, because I checked everything off. I'm like, I told her, I said, anything ever happens to us, I swear. The next one, I didn't have to deal with that. Like, come on, man. My maid just looking at me like, Calvin, really? And I'm like, yes, yeah, see, yes. Anyway, um, look, all right, so keeping it going. Um, you all right, Jonas? Yeah, in one of those kind of moves. We got a lot of stuff to get to. We got a UFC, we got another UFC fighter that's on the up and coming. And I only know about this because I guess he fought this weekend. I've seen him before. His hair stands out more than anything. But we've got somebody that's on the uprise that just got a victory. And the first thing on his mind is running to the ring, putting it on pause. And who is he calling out for now? Who does he want to fight? And who is this guy anyway? Well, Sean O'Malley won the bantamweight title on Saturday night at UFC 292. Um, beat out Aljamain Sterling. Great right hook. Um and then you know, he becomes a you know, first time bantamweight champion and afterwards uh he said he's getting closer okay. to a boxing fight against Gervonta Tank Davis you your guy he said the UFC is down to get behind stuff like that if it's big enough i don't know if he's even considered a big enough star for the UFC to let that happen o'malley speaking of davis and i don't even think davis you like so, to dub uh, the but, face of well, boxing well that's o'malley said at the fighter saying that o'malley okay, is, well, is talking I, I, about davis and, right. and he's saying that davis might not even have a big enough name for the well, UFC to allow I, it I, now of course this is controversial because outside of mcgregor UFC hasn't allowed anybody to enter the boxing ring. And, um, and Francis Ngannou had to be stripped of his title. And this is O'Malley, right? Mm-hmm. This is the name. Well, I will tell O'Malley, no, I think you had it wrong. I think due to the other fact of it is I don't know if you're a bigger UFC fighter for Davis to even take that shot. And th- this is the thing that I don't want to happen. And again, after I watched that documentary with Jake Paul, I- I've looked at it from a different lens and I look at him from a different lens. Still not a big fan of his, but I've got more respect for him than I did going in because I do feel he changed some things. I mean, hell, when Mike Tyson sits there and tells you, like, look, man, the guy didn't change things. He brought eyes about whatever he's doing. If it's the, not the purest, whatever. So what he's done, this is I think this is more, you know, first it was a Mayweather and Conor McGregor thing. But I think this is more of the Jake Paul effect. And I think we've got to nip this, not nip it in the bud, but control it. And again, this goes against Dana White. I don't cover UFC. I don't pay attention to it, except the big ones. I, I, it's one of those situations where I'm like, no, man, you, you're in a situation where you've got to pay your guys more. Like, this is a budding star that a, a pass. I don't even consider myself a casual passerby UFC fan, and I'm in the business of doing sports talk radio, and I don't even know who the guy – I mean, I know him because I've seen him of his hair, but I know this was a big fight he had this weekend, but I don't know him like that. You know, he ain't the Conor McGregor yet. I know people are trying to dub him the next one. Relax. Tank Davis has got – the question is, I don't know if you're big enough for Tank Davis. Uh, but we've got that going on. Also, college football, like I said, we're only a weekend away. Uh, Dion, Coach Prime, a.k.a. Coach Prime, uh, his partner, well, I should say his business people, have basically cleared and did a deal with Amazon to go ahead and have a DACO series, uh, I guess this first year with the Colorado Buffaloes, uh, to follow him around. That's very interesting. You know, we never did talk about, which I'll get back into it, you know, Dion's went back with Nike as well, too. That was announced a few weeks back, but I didn't touch on it, but there is some significance to that because I now that I think about it when I was reading this, it is a twist really about that Nike situation if you put it in the grand scheme of things. Like I said, he moves the needle, man. He always has going back to Florida State under Bobby Bowden. He's been moving the needle, man. That's Coach Prime. What do you got? 
And on top of that, uh, Brent Schrodenberger over at USA Today uh, notes that while this is going to be filmed featuring the Buffaloes, featuring Deion Sanders, the university is not being paid out of it. All they're only getting is exposure. So they're not receiving any um, any any funds for their using their likeness or well, using Dion their facilities is. or using their players. I guarantee you Dion is. Right, but the university's not. So it's interesting that it's, there's no kickback to them outside of exposure. That's I don't a know lot how of exposure. Well, I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, hell, they knew what they were getting. First of all, they didn't even have no disrespect to the Colorado Buffaloes, you know, but the truth of it is, like the last few spring spring games, they've had like three thousand people show up, and I might have slided them a few grand. But come on, man, they this is they're getting more exposure from Coach Prime than anything. Their game, their spring practice game was on ESPN, not the the two, not ESPN News. I mean, Georgia has played spring practice games on the Deuce. They got ESPN. They getting all the that's the millions of dollars exposure. So, no, man, Dion's like, hey, y'all want to follow me? Y'all cut the check. But we'll get more into that as well, too. USA Today has their hottest seat of the hot coaches as well going into the hot seat of the college. We'll try to – we don't run out of time. We'll try to circle back with that. Um, basketball, uh, just a few things. You know, a training camp will be here before you know it. Um, supposedly, the league um, started to look into Daryl Morey based off of James Harden's conversation last week about I don't trust him. Now, I'm hearing some mixed reports because also I'm hearing James is kind of being scolded behind closed doors, being like, look, man, you mess around. You get your ass to be out the league. Now, I don't know how much of that is true. And I also think James had came out and said, no, all he said was just the fact this is, I said that because when he said we ended trade, that trade talks were ended. So see, James thought he was going to be over in China seeking asylum, talking about, I'll just go play in China. Well, you thought you could just say this and be like, okay, well, now they ask you a question. What do you lie about, James? What's the problem? Or is this just you kicking and screaming and I'll eight again? So you got that going on. And then you've got the Wimby, you know, the Wimby mania. It's kind of died down a little bit here in my backyard in the 210. Uh, but I know I came across this weekend. See, I won't report when he dyes his hair. I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, I, I, like that just lets me know. I was like, man, this is how long it's been since this team down here has been competitive. You see, Colorado, like I'm very experienced when it comes to these things. When you have a franchise that is used to winning, and then all of a sudden you got this great that, you know, that is still there and people are kind of torn, you know, but yet and still your championships are the expectations. But, you know, when they kind of die down, it, the, the, the difference is just to let you know, the media and the 210, they let them slide. They're OK. You know, they just walk. Hey, I don't know. And I'm not looking in Colorado. Most of even though I don't agree with everybody in the media, of Colorado, especially the way this rust thing's being handled. But they're a little bit harder in expectations. But due to the fact, the truth of it is, I'm, I understand it when little small things becoming news. Like I'm not going to you know report the guy dyed his hair. But the other interesting thing is it came across my radar. I will report, though, Jesse James Leha. You know, a little boxing legend, 210 boxing legend. Um, there was some um, footage surfacing around that, you know, Wimby's working out with Leha on the box, and I like it. And I've seen, you know, even before I saw that, what I've been meaning to bring up, but this is football season. 
Okay, so you know when they get in, when October comes around, like I said, I don't get going in basketball on this particular show just to let you know until probably like even this is even before even not, it had nothing to do with the Spurs being down. But I usually don't really get going until like November, December, because it's it's still the early of the football. But of course, with the Wimby situation, you know the Denver Nuggets are defending champs. We'll kind of pay a little bit more attention early. It doesn't mean I ain't watching it. Trust me, I'm watching every night. I'm logging like six to eight games a night. But it's just what's priority here within the three hours. Now, I will tell you I was going to bring it up. But Wimby's shoulder's already looking big. I mean, this is before even James. Like, I can already tell Wimby didn't pick on some muscle. You know, I mean, everybody's worried that he's going to pick up, you know, this fajita meat and, and, and enchiladas and, and carne casada. But this looks like, tacos. yeah, but this looks like this is like muscle. So they, they got him in the lab. They already got him in the lab couldn't have landed anywhere better i'm just telling you just with the expectation i mean just the history of what's going on so you got that as your nba news um also uh what we'll do we'll dive in and baseball a couple things because i know we'll get lost on it we won't come back to it but baseball i want to put it out there yankees have lost eight in a row Eight in a row. I think I don't know how long that's been. I think that's the longest winning streak, like in a long, long time. Losing streak, excuse me. This is this is on the heels of having a team meeting. But I, in my opinion, I will be surprised if they don't get a win. They got swept by the Red Sox. If they don't get a win here soon, I'll be shocked if Boone makes it to the end of this week. You listen to the sports ground when we get into it. We got week two of the preseason concluding tonight with the Ravens and the Commanders in action, and we'll definitely go ahead and recap some of the some of the. Uh, action that took place over the weekend and week two of the preseason you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by dos Equis. get a dose we are broadcasting here from the maestro de bell tequila studios calvin casey jonas clark producing spinning the one and twos we'll be back Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great bold and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Many, 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 many men Wish death on me, Lord I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky 
This needs to be Russell Wilson's theme song for 2023. And I, I do have him on the docket because the media is tripping me out the way they cover Russ, man. That that's This is Russ's theme song for 2023. Many man, wishing death on him, man. Back here on the Sports Grind, today's show is being presented by Dos Equis Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. When it comes to preseason tailgating, Specs, Specs is the number one playmaker in Texas with lower prices on stadium size selections. All right, on everything you need to keep your team spirits high. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Stim and switch sides on me. Why do you want to write? I'm serious, man. And I got I got a lot of respect for Mike Greenberg. Greeny. I got a lot of respect for him. Even before I got in the business, never had a chance to meet him. I think that Super Bowl I covered in H-Town, maybe had a chance to meet him, didn't. I wake up to use the TV. I'm a guy that needs to fall asleep with the TV on. Um, I don't know when I started that. I, I wasn't like that when I was younger. Maybe I was, just didn't know it. But yeah, so sometimes I'll fall asleep and then have, you know, get up in the morning when I wake up to it. And so happily, I wake up today and here is conversation or his topic on Russell Wilson. And, and again, and I heard what Bart Scott said, but I'm going to get to that because I definitely want to get to what I witnessed in the San Fran Denver preseason game, which I had to go ahead and catch the replay and TiVo it and watch it again because it wasn't live in my area in the coverage. Um, you know, it didn't make the NFL Network docket. They made it last week, but not this week. And then this weekend, I think they'll finish up and they'll be on NFL Network. So I won't have to watch the replay. Definitely want to get my takeaways from what I saw in that um, here shortly. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to start with the other preseason two games uh, week two, because there's some other things I don't want to get. Because once I get caught up talking on that particular team, you know, we might lose a couple segments. So, you know, um, but listen, uh, we've got week two. At least you're honest about it. Well, yeah, it's no need to lie. I mean, I'm trying to get introduced to these people in Denver, Colorado. I mean, I've got other diehard fans that's been with the show for a long time that really hate Denver Broncos because of me. So I'm trying to be fair. You know, in regards to how it is, but you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm driving the ship, so trying to be. I can't promise that's going to be the same come football once real things start flying. You know, might be segment five before we get to the Cowboys. I don't know. Anyway, week two tonight concludes with the Baltimore Ravens and the Washington Commanders. We'll talk about that a little bit. I mean, the crazy thing about that is Harbaugh like has like a he he's won a lot of preseason games. You know, it's crazy. You even got some of the professional handicappers that sometimes I listen to and talk to. Even they're talking about it. I mean, in regards to when you it's like it's impossible to handicap preseason football. You have to really have years experience or really have a system that you account on. I mean, it's like it's it's suicidal. It's borderline degenerate stuff. But the thing of it is, is that they have won a lot of preseason season games in a row speaking and it's not by accident and i do believe it's a culture thing what do you got yeah 24 come on going man. for 25 24 going for 25 and the last time i checked i think they're a one and a half point favorite tonight correct okay and i doubt it i don't know if you're gonna see any starters uh tonight on either side because remember commander's already announced how is a starter so i don't even know if you see him tonight you probably should i think you should some series you're not going to see lamar jackson and you're not going to see obj uh so it, you'll see a lot of jacoby so it really depends on that uh but 
Let's talk about some of the preseason action and what I did take note of over the weekend. Um, and I will start at this. First of all, I'm going to tell you this right now. The two preseason, and I've gotten, I've said this before, I get criticized over the years because I, I don't put a lot of stock in the preseason, but I come in here, break down things of preseason, and I've had to educate some of my listeners. Some of them come over to my side like, look, preseason matters somewhat to a certain extent. When you can really look at glaring things that pop out with you systematically, culturally wise coach new system new free agents you could tell a little bit from that that's just the way it is um but i will tell you this right now the two teams that look the most impressive to me before we kick this thing off through two weeks of preseason and this could change he could be the two worst teams when it's all said and done but i'm just living day by day and telling you what i see right now that's the pittsburgh steelers and that's the raiders and the reason why, and trust me, I've been down on the Raiders. I've told you about I feel like Devontae Adams, which I still ain't going to back off of that. I think Devontae Adams, we're going to find out how much Devontae Adams really wants to win football games. Does he want to please fantasy owners on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays? Or does he want to win? Does he want to win a ring? Okay, because he don't have one right now. The guy he left, he got one, but that was before Devontae showed up in town. Okay. But the reality of it is, and I'm going to tell you why about the Raiders here in a little bit, but the Steelers punched them in the mouth. And Buffalo, because Jonas talked about it for I said, hey, man, all starters to go pretty much for half of this. Look, man, pick it. They say in the third year, which he's coming in the second year, they say it pops. Okay. I've said forever. Watch, I mean, Pittsburgh finds wide receivers under the couch cushion, in the ashtray, in the vehicle. They get anybody, and they find them, and these guys produced defense i mean look at that i told you man when joy porter jr just fell in the lap out of penn state nifty lion country into you know pittsburgh steel country and i told you the day when we came in here for that draft when they were on the clock the first i said watch they going with porter cornerback out of penn state sure enough pick already now it's preseason i get it i'm gonna tell you this right now i've said it if tomlin didn't lose if he didn't win less than eight games last year or fin whatever the stat is finishing below 500 if he didn't do it last year i don't know when it's going to happen but pittsburgh looks like a pro they punch buffalo in the mouth and on the buffalo side look i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're one they're supposed to be one of the contenders the super bowl contenders josh still running around I, that's what I told Jonas the other day, Wednesday, when he came in. Hey, man, did you know they gave the temps? I said, what is it going to look like when Josh get in? Josh, it's a habit, man. you got to break. I mean, Josh is still has a tendency to run after he goes through the first couple progressions. And that's a systematic problem. They've got to fix that. But Pittsburgh looks very, very impressive. That is a very interesting game week one. If I don't miss, if I'm if I do remember correctly, the 49ers travel into Heinz Field to take on Pittsburgh. Uh, in week one and Jonas is giving me the thumbs up so that is a very interesting game for both teams uh, coming out of the gate okay um, also I took notice over the weekend speaking of the Cowboys Deuce Vaughn continues to go I mean Dallas I'm gonna Dallas is almost in the same boat to a certain extent that I'm gonna get to in regards to the Denver Broncos and my Denver Broncos take um, Dallas is lacking depth in my opinion um, 
really a lot more, a little bit more on the defensive side than you really think. And 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 I'm telling you, in preseason, you can see what teams have depth. Even guys that are going to be cut. I mean, we're down to this one cut now, which I don't know if I like that, by the way. But we're we're down to this one cut. So you can still see who has that depth and the problems. But let me tell you, Deuce Vaughn, you know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Darren Sproles. He, now, I don't know if Mike McCarthy is going to be able to utilize him like that, but he reminds me of a Darren Sproles, a guy that was short to the ground, wore number 43, was a menace with the Chargers. I remember those days. He reminds me. I don't like labeling guys real quick because that's the era we do. Oh, that looks like he could be the next so-and-so. That's the next MJ. That's the next LeBron. I don't like doing that, but when I look at that, I say, you know what, man? He reminds me of him, a Darren Sproles. And so that's a positive thing. I know I did take from it as well, too. Uh, Mike McCarthy speaking very highly of Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver. He likes the camp he's having. Um, I'm still, if you're a Dallas fan, you got to ask questions still. What, when, when is Michael Gallup, you know, last year was the health thing. It's been the health for the last few years. But when is Michael Gallup really going to take that next leap? I mean, they keep him on. They kept him on the roster. But, you know, he's really talking highly of, um, you know, Tobert, the wide receiver. I just think Dallas, what I saw for one, the offensive line is still – if either the depth, not the starters, but the depth. They've got Zach Martin in. I don't think he played that in that game. Uh, most of the starters didn't play for Dallas. Uh, but their second team and their depth was kind of shaky. Um, you know, you look at Seattle. Uh, Seattle's trying to get back to being able to prove they can run the ball. Uh, I think they showed that as well, too. I still think there's a lot of pressure on Geno, just the fact that you got the $100 million extension. You are the guy now. You're not coming after Russell. We're done with that. It's a year after removed. What are you going to do? Okay, because Seattle's defense and their secondary is probably in the next year or two going to be one of the best. So that's what I kind of took from that uh, game as well. Um, also, um, speaking of the weekend, first of all, I will tell you, speaking of the game on Saturday night uh, between Denver and the 49ers, um, this is what I'll take away from that. The offensive line played a little bit better, but not much in my opinion. And I'll tell you this right now. Powers that they signed in free agency from Baltimore this offseason when they spent $90 million between two offensive linemen, almost $100 million, Powers is looking real bad right now. I'm worried about Powers. Now, I'm trying to take this with a grain of salt because, again, McGlitchy is still out. He doesn't have – I mean, he's got this sprained knee. He should be ready for the Raiders. Maybe he's supposed to return to practice this week from what I'm hearing. But Powers is a – he's making me nervous. And to be honest with you, let's just clarify something. That's a Sean Payton signing. I know George Payton is still the GM, but McGlitchy and Powers, that's Sean's first two. Uh, this is why we need to go get in free agency. 
Now you need continuity on the offensive line, but they they played a little bit better. The run they were able to run the ball a little bit. We saw Javante Williams for the first time in ten months. He's ten months only removed with that type of injury. Um, I won't debate anybody that say that they think they're rushing him back. I mean, everything you've heard since, I don't know, April or May is that he's been ahead of schedule, ahead of schedule. He's got out there from some snaps. Uh, the first play, Sean Payton called. Trust me, I've got a Saints fan that's been knowing me since I've done this. And I used to go back and forth because, it's. I mean, you. He, I'm talking die hard. I mean, he's older than me, but die hard Saints fan that's been with them since the paper bags. He used to always, like, I, he called me or text me complaining about Sean, like, at least twice a year. And I'd be like, man, are you crazy? Are you, are you know you blessed to have a guy like that? But the one thing, and I had to laugh, the one thing he's always told me, and he said it the day the press conference was, he texted me, he's like, hey, get used to all those screen passes. Javante, first play of the game, Sean calls a screen pass to Javante, he drops it. Rust, a little rust, but Sean must have called, like, eight, nine screen passes that game but anyway the offensive line is still the biggest problem and it's crazy because you know a lot of talk from the you know probably local regional media in Colorado that covers the Denver Broncos was a lot of concern and I had the concern too about the linebacker position I mean they've been struggling that position since Danny Trevathan left and that's a long ass time ago but I think the linebacker position is coming out of being a little bit better than we thought for the Denver Broncos, but the line's issue. Russ had a little bit more time to, uh, to throw, and you saw that now he was he was okay to take off when it broke down and run. You had a little vintage Russ there running for 10 or 15 yards in another play. You know, he got the first team, first drive. He went in, got him in field goal position. Mahar, pretty good, Jonas. Kicked the cookie, hit a 40-yard, hit another one. But look, the thing is, it's crazy to me because last week against Arizona, Sean leaves the first team in and they leave Russ in damn near to the, uh, what was it, third quarter, late second quarter, something like that. Yeah, it was almost halftime. Uh, halftime until they scored a touchdown. He leaves. See, he tells the media and everybody he's going to run about 20. The starter's going to run about 20, I don't know, 18 to 25 snaps or something. Russ takes the first drive down. They get a field goal. That's all you see of Russ. Then Stedman comes in with the ones. Oh, everybody today. Oh, well, what does that mean? Is it a benching? Did he bench him? Like, what? Well, first of all, I look at it to where it was almost, um, hey, hey, look at this. Last week, like, y'all got to get it right. Y'all don't look good. I look at him pulling him out like, yeah, would I like to see Russ in there another series or two? Probably. But that looked at it like, okay, well, I saw good. You got your work done. We've been having these joint practices. Y'all went out okay. Because in one minute, it's degrading to leave a quarterback, a Super Bowl former winning quarterback, a future Hall of Fame quarterback in until uh, in August to the second, on the first preseason game to the second. So I think that that's totally overblown. Okay. The negative side is is powers, man. It, it just, uh, you know, I want to see what it looks like when McGlitchy gets back. And, and you know what? And let me tell you that something. And Sean knows more football than I do in 50 lifetimes. Okay. When you go get a tackle from Baltimore, what have I said about the Ravens ever since Lamar Jackson showed up? They changed everything in the building. Like, meaning like from the secretary to how we're going to play football. Do you understand under their previous coordinator 
They the offensive lineman had to learn a block a certain way because of Lamar Jackson's run skill set. It was a whole different offense. So you go sign Powers and you bring him over here. And if I'm going to make any excuse for him, maybe it's a situation where he's getting have to understand how we used to block and the different schemes of what we're doing for Lamar. And then I'm blocking for a guy that has a reputation of sometimes holding the ball on too long, which I think sometimes can be overblown. That started in Seattle. I'm hoping I'm right about that. And I'm hoping it just comes with reps that he gets more because I think Sean won. Because remember, Dalton Riser, they told him to kick rocks. I don't know if he's signed yet or not. But Powers got me worried, man. He's got me worried. That's a lot of money between those two tackles. And that's a lot of money Powers is getting. And the bottom line is, is that through two preseason games, he's gotten beat each game. He's gotten beat each game. Now, that's the 49ers front now. Now, a lot of some of them started, and that's minus Bosa and a couple of starters, but that's still the 49ers front. They won the deepest fronts in the league. They've been like that for four years. The other thing, and let me let, let, me let Denver fan and let y'all know something, and I've said this before. It's almost like, you know, back in the day, and never condone that, but it's like all these, you know, back in the day when youngsters would decide to think it's cool to go in and join games. I'm going to claim red. I'm going to claim blue. I'm going to see what. Well, okay, you go to initiation process. When you come in and all of a sudden you at the mall, you at somewhere, you get jumped by five dudes. Like, what the hell did I do wrong? Oh, we getting you for a little nook nook. We beating you up for nook nook. What you did. I don't even know nook nook. I don't care. You down with them, right? You inherit his beef. I've said this before. The league office and the referee officials do not like Sean Payton. They don't. And I'm going to put it out there now before we kick off week one to 17. And I'm not making excuses. I've said this since he was at the 504. They don't care for the man. That play at the end of the first half. And, and what I like about it, because see, Denver hasn't had a coach on the sideline. And that's no disrespect to Vic Vangio. He's up in age. But they haven't had a coach on the sideline to get some passion. To let a ref know like, hey, man, you, what are you talking about? It's preseason for the refs. Like Sean said, I don't know what time flights were leaving out tonight. They're in a rush to go. I'm like, Sean left Fox, and he's coming out the booth swinging. Look, you're supposed to have one second left on the clock. That's supposed to be a field goal. And Sean, that, that was a horrible call, but I'm just letting you know, the guy that wore a clown nose with a T-shirt about Goodell, the guy that served a year suspension for Greg Williams and Bountygate with about half the league had bounties at the time. They just used the Saints as an example. Denver fan, you inherited his beef. And his beef is sometimes with the fish in the front office of the runs of league. You're not going to get those benefit of the deals. But I like the fact that he stayed on him. Stidman, I'm still not like, you know, I'm not feeling, it doesn't really feel, it's not jumping off the page. It's two preseason games, but it's like, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. He hasn't really taken charge of others. He has a couple decent drives, but no. Now, when we get back, I want to get on the loot on the winning side of things, because the other thing, this is two games in a row that they've blown a lead to. But I want to talk about Trey Lance in the 49ers when we get back as well, too. Also, I want to talk about the Jets. Everybody's talking about the Jets, right? Well, let me tell you something I've observed over the weekend that I'm going to be monitoring close as well, too. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. 
When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 